We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hi, I'm Yui Xu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Hello, big dateable energy. <laughs> I sent some BDE in the house <laughs> <laughs> on this brand new episode of Dateable where we are in the on slash off season, which just means we're still giving you fresh content. We're here, not going anywhere. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Brand new season starts in just a few weeks. But in the meantime, we are bringing you episodes of podcasts that we've been guests on, which has been a, such a fun part of this whole podcasting process is like we have our own podcasting community we're part of. Yeah. And today we talk about ghosting. So it's in line with our on off season. We will never ghost you. We are here till the end. We'll never disappear on you all. That's for sure. But of course, we can't control that in dating all the time. So it's a topic that people love to discuss. Well, if you ask anybody, what are the major issues with dating? I can bet you a million dollars. Their first word is usually ghosting. I mean, it's in their first three words. Ghosting is almost synonymous with dating. And Rory, who is the host of Crimes of the Heart podcast, had us on her her show. Her entire season was devoted to ghosting. That's how prevalent it is. And there are different forms of it. We and we've talked about it. And you know, there's like kind of slow ghosting. (laughs) There's like sudden ghosting. There's this ghosting where you're like, did this person ghost? Or was it just like not going on a second date? Regardless, it is prevalent. People feel hurt by it. It's sometimes it's a little hard to understand or explain it. And in this interview with us, not that we explain ghosting, but I think we can kind of uncover why it is so hurtful and how we can get over it. Yeah, I do remember like going through and being like, what is it about ghosting that gets people? I mean, obviously, I think giving it a name too. But when you think back, even pre-modern dating, there's this image of you know someone like waiting by the phone, like waiting for this person to contact them. Like I think of like, he's just not that into you, like that movie and like the girl just sitting there just being like this guy told me he was gonna call then he didn't so this is a tale as old as time we've just got it a rebrand 
happened over the years with ghosting. People ghost left and right. And we always like to turn this around on you all. Yes, you may have been a victim of ghosting, but we can guarantee you, you've probably ghosted someone yourself. Yeah. We are all guilty of this kind of behavior. I myself have ghosted friends. Like this weekend, I was invited to a house party. It was pouring rain. You'll be proud. I did not ghost, but I really thought about it. I mean, I was like 80% about to ghost, which just means I wasn't going to send a text. I just wasn't going to show up and then try to be like, what's the big deal? Well, there's some like stat that 70% of daters have been ghosted. And I believe it 100%. Mm. But it's messed up because it's going to all parts of life. Like you hear of like people that get job offers and they just never show up. Or, you know, they ghost candidates too. I actually got ghosted when we were trying to sell tickets for PodFest. And it's just like one of those things. Like the person that I was talking to was like, oh yeah, I'm totally in. Let me just like message you after work. And then I followed up, nothing. Followed up again, nothing. Why not say that things changed for you? Yeah. I think we're just as a society, like so avoidant and afraid of any confrontation that just feels easier. And it's like added layer of just hiding behind a screen. And we are just so flaky too, which makes us not true to our word. We don't keep our promises. If you think about pre-cell phone time, if you told someone you were showing up at three, you fucking have to show up at three. Otherwise, that person's waiting in the rain, wondering where you are, thinking that there was an accident. Nowadays, you tell someone you're show up at three, and then at 2.55, you could easily just flake out and say, sorry, things have changed, or I'm not feeling well. This happens to me all the time. But it's like we're just not true to our word or like we have the intention to commit, but we can't follow through. What's really sad, like when you were saying that, I'm like, that actually is ghosting. Like, you know, like you don't mm. hear from the person, you think something happened to them. And then you learn that they were just, you know, at home, couldn't be bothered to reach out to you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's really bad as a society. This is where this stuff gets really messed up. It's like the more this becomes normalized, if we didn't mm-hmm. hear back from someone we just assumed they were ghosting us what if they actually weren't what if something was wrong and you just don't even think that anymore yep because it's inconsequential we let people ghost and people who do ghost think they can just get away with it which takes away from the actual people who have legitimate excuses who can't really can't make it who are actually responsible it takes away from the credibility of those people. And what do we do? Is there a solution to all of this? Just take accountability? Everybody just take accountability for themselves? I mean, ultimately, I think you can't expect of others if you're not doing it yourself. So if you're not willing to not ghost, then you can't be upset when that happens to you. That's how I view it. I was thinking, like, have you ever ghosted? And I don't think I have in most senses, unless someone was like repeatedly reaching out to me after I told them not to. Mm-hmm. It's not ghosting in my opinion, because you've already kind of like laid down the law that like this isn't going to happen and there was probably a reason. So I don't know if mm-hmm. I view that as ghosting, but someone could argue like you're not like following through. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so contextual. I've never ghosted someone after making plans with them. I've never ghosted someone if they asked me a question, but I've definitely slow faded people who I no longer wanted to spend time with. 
I've also lied to people. Is that better than ghosting? Oh, I've definitely. What do you say? Oh my god! All the time, I used to be like, "Oh, an ex came back in the picture." Like, <laughs> I remember this guy. He just like wouldn't like. We went on a couple dates. We might have hooked up, and it just wasn't good. And I knew it wasn't good. And <laughs> might have. <laughs> And I didn't I'm not sure have the communication <laughs> skills back then to just be like, I can't see this going anywhere. I was mm-hmm. pre-datable a long, long time ago. And I definitely said, like, I got a boyfriend, like someone new came in my life because he wouldn't stop like mm-hmm. reaching out. And I think I was like trying to slow fade instead of just being honest. And I don't know. Is that better than ghosting? Maybe not, because it was kind of messed up that I like lied to the guy. But at the same time, in my mind, I felt like I was better than like keeping him on the hook because I was basically saying this isn't going to happen. Okay, here's how we determine if it's okay or not by answering the question, are you leaving this person better off? That's That's a good way to judge this, right? If you ghost him, you're not leaving him better off because he's left wondering and left hanging. If you give him a reason, whether that's a real reason or not, at least it leaves him better off because he now can just close that door and say, got it. Either way, whether you're you you make up a boyfriend or you tell him the truth, which is that you don't see a future with him, both of them basically have the same reason, yeah. which is I don't want to be with you. So I think to me, your lie is better than ghosting. Although this guy didn't leave then. He like took it as oh. a challenge. <laughs> and he made comments like, oh, you guys are probably gonna break up in a month or two. And I'm like, this is the oh reason God. why I'm trying to get out of this right here. What the hell? <laughs> Maybe he knew it was yeah, fake. Then, I don't know. Oh, no. At that point, I mean, even if you gave him the truth, he might have done oh, the yeah, same thing. Totally. Took it as a challenge. Totally. So, yeah, then he deserved a little ghosting. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, you know, I've talked about this before. Like, I feel like if the other person isn't reaching out, you don't necessarily need to send that text saying you're not interested. Mm-hmm. I will always remember this, UA, when <laughs> you know what I'm going to yeah. say. You know of what I'm going to say. I had this guy that I went on one date with and he (laughs) invited himself to go to this event that i was going to with ua and a bunch of our other friends and it was really awkward because like on the one date he was fine but i don't know if i was like ready for him to like come and hang out with everyone and i was also like looking forward to just hanging out with friends but he just bought the (laughs) ticket and kind of was there so there was really no like option in the whole thing it was very uncomfortable and the second interaction (laughs) was not good and it was very clear Mm -hmm. on both sides it just was not a fit and the next day he sent me this text that was so freaking long i had to (laughs) click on it and then it opened more you know those tags Basically saying like why we weren't the right match. And I'm like, I do not need this. You know, like I think those are the moments where I get where he was coming from. He didn't want to leave things open ended. What if I did really like him? But he also didn't read the room of like what was happening at all. Yes. Yes, that was super awkward. It was super awkward because we were taking group photos. <laughs> you always like get on the end so I could crop you. <laughs> You're like, I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> like- <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> Y'all listening right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When your friend brings that new guy oh or God. a new girl into a group situation, you're left with the question of, is this a person I'm going to see again? Is this a person I want in my photos? <laughs> and Julie made it very clear that night that we were never going to see this motherfucker again. <laughs> so I was very strategic in the way I took the photos because, hell, I don't want, I don't be looking back at those photos 10 no. years from now being like, who is this guy? I don't even remember his name at all. Like, it can't, totally escaping me. But you, get over there. Like, this photo would be so much better if you were on the left side all the way to the left. He's like, am I in it? Also, You're like, don't worry about why, it. Why was he in our group photos? Why is he not the one taking the I don't know the why photos? the whole night happened. I still don't know. But that's... The whole night was so awkward. So Because he invited himself. Oh, yeah. We're not trying to be mean no. here. Like, he no. was not invited. He just showed up and joined our group. <laughs> that would have been maybe an example of someone I should have ghosted. I don't know. Real life ghosting. <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> just run away in person. Gosh. Yeah. You know, he probably went home, told someone like, oh, went on the second date with this girl. She introduced me to all her friends. I think it's getting a little serious. It's moving fast. What should I do? And his friend's like, oh, you need to, you need to have a talk. You need to let her know. You got to cut it right here. How can two people be in the same room, but have two complete different takes of what happened? I mean, that or he was just trying not to ghost, you know, because I think people do get in their head of like, I don't want to be that person. I mean, there was a side of me looking in the moment. It was really fucking annoying because I was just annoyed by the whole situation. And then getting that was like the cherry on top. But looking (laughs) back on it, I'm like, I kind of see where he was coming from because he didn't want to lead me on if that's where I was. Sure, sure. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I don't think he did anything wrong. I think what what he did wrong was inviting the whole himself. Thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that showing up when you're not invited is wrong and pretend that you were invited to this group. But I think what he did afterwards, you know, good for him. Good for him. I think he was like close the chapter. Good for him. Have you ever ghosted someone? No, I don't think so. I don't. I really don't think I have. I've just just done the whole like, okay, we've been texting for too long, and I no longer want to see you, so I'm just gonna stop texting. But I don't think that's ghosting. Yeah, and I think also like if they're not asking clear questions or to yes. meet up, then I've also just faded out because I'm like, I don't need to be in this endless text. I remember yes. there was this one guy like way back in the day. He would just always hit me up, and I did. Li- I was into him. Like I was down to go out again, but he never pulled the trigger and I would even like hint at it or even like ask like we should meet up next weekend and then it was like very vague responses but he would still hit me up and like ask how my day has been going and I'm like I can't do this I can't do the how are you doing no. <laughs> oh what's what's new in your life like not you no. <laughs> you're not the news in my life yeah I don't know I hate I don't like the small talk I don't like the checking in but I also don't like straight up ghosting no. but there is a line there somewhere it's that I mean closing the loop is always nice yeah just close the loop and if you want to keep seeing someone make it very explicit we just have to be more clear about what we're trying to get out of this interaction so i had this guy that was like probably like maybe a month before i met my partner and we went on a date and it was a good date like it wasn't a bad it wasn't like fireworks but it was a good time 
And it was during mm-hmm. COVID, so there was like no kissing or anything. But we left and it felt good about it. And I had like texted him when I got home. We had some back and forth banter. We talked about meeting up again. Maybe it was me that initiated that. I'm not fully sure. Mm-hmm. So then anyways, I asked some question, I don't know, a day or two later, like I reached out again and he never responded. And then hmm. I don't know, I was just like, this is so weird because the vibe I was getting, I don't, I wouldn't be like reaching out all the time if I was getting a not interested vibe. I was getting a reciprocal vibe. I'll put that out there. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I just didn't get anything back from him. And then I reached out and I was just like, hey, like, you know, if you, you didn't want to go out again, that's totally fine. But like, I appreciate not being ghosted. People could debate if you should do that or not. But for me, I was like, I want to just, you know, be yeah, done, move you. on, get my piece out. And he wrote back and he was like, oh, I just assumed if like three days went by and I didn't respond, I didn't need to. And I was like, where did you get <gasps> this from? What? <laughs> Like, what? what fucked up rules that? Like, not apologetic, nothing, but like, actually responded, wow. which is crazy because most of the times people don't. So he he's a ghost that came back <laughs> from the dead to gaslight you. To justify that it. Is, yes. <laughs> exactly. That is actually worse than just straight up yeah. ghosting. Just go at that this point. This ghost did not need to come back. <laughs> he's like, actually, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> According to the rules, uh, (laughs) 15.833, after three days of non-communication, the point has already been made. Like, what? (laughs) Have you ever heard that? I've never heard that before. Never heard that. Never fucking heard that. I think it's just like, that's a, he read some asshole manual. (laughs) You read the wrong manual, guy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. This last, the guy before my current man friend, that, this was like such a strange ghosting scenario we were texting every day he went away for a week and nothing on this trip first day of this trip try to call me we try to have a conversation wait is this tennis guy tennis guy (laughs) he went away for a week which gave me just enough time to meet my current man friends (laughs) so yep he opened the door but then he comes back what was it like two and a half weeks later it's like what's up what's new (laughs) I'm back. I don't write. I don't respond. Next text. I miss you. I don't respond. Then it's Merry Christmas. Then it's Happy New oh Year. My it's God. nonstop. And I have not responded. And he keeps sending me this. And the latest is there was a guy that bombed. <laughs> this is so bad. This this guy bombed a spa near my parents' house Shit. Um, years ago because he wanted to kill his ex-girlfriend, which he did. This is years ago, but he was just indicted like a few few days ago. And he sends me the article and he goes, better watch out. Oh my God. What the fuck okay what the fuck so much to unpack here i feel like he had a rule like the other guy of like when i go he on did. vacation i don't need yeah. to respond and therefore i'm not ghosting like where did these rules come from like where did this easy like justification for you happen unspoken rules yeah. we had some momentum building up to this trip and if he had just kept that momentum going yeah. i may have never 
started dating my current person. But it's just so interesting how a few days can really change the course of your life. But these rules can really fuck up how it pans out. He never like apologized for not reaching out or anything. Never, never. And I kind of was just like, fuck it. You know, I'm I'm not in a state of like chasing you. I just we were just seeing where things went. But he's just been nonstop texting ever since he got back. I don't think you're ghosting him. Okay. I mean, I've definitely been there before where it's, he doesn't know this, but you've obviously just moved on as one piece of it. But then another part is like, because he ghosted you, you've lost interest at this point or like have let the conversation slip or whatever. So you've moved on, whether you have someone or not, you've moved on. And I don't think that's ghosting at that point. I mean, I think if you were like, you could close the loop and just be like, hey, you know, it bothered me that you didn't reach out or like respond when you were away. And I have moved on. You could do that. I could. I thought about it. That'd probably be the most mature thing. Plus, you don't have to hear from him again. Yeah, I thought about it. Maybe I will. <laughs> you get one more. Maybe I will. One more link. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, my God. You're just like, dude. Yeah. <gasps> dude. No, seriously. Dude, we're just such bad communicators. Yeah. I'm like thinking about there's so much. This is why this topic is nuanced. Like, I do think if someone asks you a clear question and you ignore, yes. especially in early stages, that's like a very clear ghost. But then- yes. You know, what if you have like this, I've had this happen. It's like this non-committal person that's like, they only want to be a friends with benefits or like a situationship. Then they reach out and you're kind of in this stage of like, I'm ignoring this person. Are you ghosting them? I don't think you're ghosting them at that point. No. So it's like history. and Like, I feel like that's your story. It's like, there's like a reason why you're not responding. Not just because like. Right, right. Yeah, ghosting feels like it's uncalled for. You already had a date set up or you built up momentum. You just said goodnight the night before and all of a sudden you haven't heard from this person for a month. Right. It's like, yeah, there's a reason why you would be distraught by that. Right. Like there's no clear reason why this happened. Like your situation, it's like if he could look back and be like, well, she reached out. I didn't respond. Yeah. There's the answer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he goes to me first. Right. <laughs> so that's what I'll say. I got it. That's all what sounds I'll say, so you know? tit for tat when you put it out that way, you know? But I mean, I that's how we all you think. You ghost to me? Right. I'm going to t- ghost, gonna ghost you. you, buddy. You send me a link, I'm going to send you a link, buddy. <laughs> well, we go into all of it in this episode. It's It was so much fun recording with Rory. We definitely tell our getting ghosted stories because don't you worry, mm-hmm. it's happened to us as well many of times. Many times. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to leave it there because we have a whole episode for you to keep going into this fun topic. Before we get into it, announcements this week. We shared last week that we have our 22-day dating app reset that is still open. We are open until February 7th. You can go to findingyourperson.com slash apps or you go to the datablepodcast.com website and go to courses and programs. This came out of, you know, just the the feeling of what we hear all the time of we're so frustrated with apps. Like we hear this from all of you uh, in our Facebook group, on the podcast, like, but at the end of the day, like so many people meet through apps, there's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. So you and I are like, we need to, we need to restore hope because we do believe in the power of apps. And especially in today's world, there's such the prominent way that people meet. What is it like 40% of people get married? 
like that get married they met on an app nowadays i believe yeah that. so it's something crazy high of just like the most common way to meet people in today's world so of course we want to help you and make them actually work for you instead of making them this enemy that we all hate so <laughs> <laughs> if you want to start using apps differently we encourage you to join this challenge and we also take a look at your dating profile a full dating profile review at that we really dig through your profile to make it the best it could possibly be yes so join again you can go to datablepodcast.com slash programs or findingyourperson.com slash apps Okay, before we get into it, let's take a minute to hear from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly pleasantly surprised by the high love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I. I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use a code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use a code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join join because their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATEABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. Okay, Here's us on Crimes of the Heart. Please welcome UA and Julie from the iconic show, Dateable. Welcome to Crimes of the Heart. Oh, we're so excited to be here. <laughs> I've never been called iconic before. I kind of like it. I'm really digging it. I feel like it is like an iconic OG <laughs> podcast in the space. We'll take it. We'll own it. <laughs> yeah. I love this because it feels like we're just hanging out. Like at this point, you guys have had your show for eight years. So I feel like you've probably seen a lot change in that time. Definitely. What, if anything, has been like the biggest shift with ghosting? 
it feels like it's just part of the norm now. Yeah. Like ghosting became a term because it was abnormal. It yeah. was like, oh, I got ghosted. Oh, I never heard that term before. Oh, shoot, that happened to me too. Now it's like, oh, yeah, dating and ghosting are synonymous. Like one of those things that's been around in theory, right? Like, you know, even pre-modern dating, dating apps, people would be waiting by the phone and they wouldn't hear from someone. That's the same thing, but it didn't have this label. And I think the label is what has made it so, you know, part of dating culture, like the staple now. Yeah. And why do you think it hurts so bad? Because someone, you know, it's always like this, uh, it's like a dream killer. You had potential with someone or you had a future with someone or you thought you had a future with someone or even you just thought you had plans on Saturday with someone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and those dreams and plans get squashed and you have no explanation because they've disappeared. You are now in your own head trying to understand why this person doesn't want to see you and can't even give you an explanation. And you know everyone's on their phone, too. I think that's what makes it worse is you know that they're actively ignoring you. It's not that they just aren't accessible or something back in the day we could justify it a lot more. Yeah. Right. I know. I do feel like the excuse was like, oh, he's probably busy at work or yeah. something came up yeah. or like maybe there's like a, you know, like a fluke thing. And now it's like, well, I mean, everybody is truly like this to their yeah. phones. So it just you're just getting a lot worse. <laughs> and you know, like back in the day before ghosting was a term, it was also before social media was prevalent. So mm. people were being ghosted, but you weren't like, oh my gosh, I still see them posting on social media. I still see them moving forward with their life. They truly just disappear from your life. So you don't have to think about them again. The reason why ghosting hurts so much more now is that you can see someone's life after they've ghosted <laughs> you. So you know they haven't died. I feel like this happened recently. Like UA, you had a situation and I'm like, oh, he's probably just busy. And you're like, I saw that he just posted a story to Instagram. Wait, what happened? Isn't that always the way it goes? It's like, okay, I've not been in dating, you know, in like actual dating for over seven years. Okay. okay can we, for anybody that does not, is not familiar with their show or has been living under a rock, the elevator pitch of what happened to you is ridiculous. That's how Rory and I got connected in the first place as a mutual friend is a a neighbor and she's like you gotta talk to my neighbor um so i love you know, that when people think about horrific <laughs> cheating <laughs> stories here who comes to mind yeah I'm like oh yeah God, you gotta meet this girl like if anybody could top you it's her that's iconic definition of iconic so oh was God. in an almost five-year relationship found out he was cheating etc cetera, etc cetera. And before that, uh, I was in a two-year relationship. And between those relationships at a six-month, so during those six months, I didn't really date. It wasn't really like looking. So it's really been seven years since I've had these kind of normal dating experiences. And now I'm dipping my toes back into dating. A friend of mine was like, hey, my coworker's friend is single and he seems like a great catch. I want to set you up. Would you be down? Like, sure, whatever. Like, what do I have to lose at this point? So we exchange numbers. We're texting. Turns out he's with his family. You know, he's out of town. But for that week, he's out of town. We're nonstop texting every day, getting to know each other. It's very pleasant. It's very communicative. 
And on the last day when he's out, he's like, you know, I'll be back this weekend. Would you want to hang out or, you know, meet up? And I said, yeah, let's do it. I'm free Saturday. Weekend rolls around. Nothing, nothing, nothing. The next week, he's like, sorry, I'm back. I'm busy with work. Are you free this week? And I'm like, sure, I'm free Thursday or Friday. Gave, gave, gave him some times. And then the whole week passes. Another weekend passes. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So I sent him this message after after talking to Julie first, being like, do you think I should send a text? And, you know, the text was basically like, just seems like we don't have the same communication styles. I really value consistent communication. Wish you the best of luck. And still nothing. It's been like three weeks. And it just it just shot me right back into when I was dating seven years ago, being like, <laughs> this feels familiar. I've been there. It's weird. It's like someone can be so hot to to start with, you know, yeah, just like so on top of things and really communicative. And as soon as like you're trying to make plans, things just die down. And the what's the kicker for me is that we haven't even met each other. We <laughs> haven't even seen each other. And it's already like this. And this is like a guy in his mid 40s, you know, like there's really no excuse for this kind of behavior. I think like what to me about it is the most shocking is it was a setup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Who is on the app at least would be a stranger. It's still not right, but this is a mutual friend in some way. Yeah, that is where I think. So I think ghosting is acceptable if you haven't met up. Like if it's like mm-hmm. an app situation, you haven't met up and it just you're like, mm. you know, like yep. you don't necessarily. I think it's great if it comes up, you could say, hey, I'm not feeling the vibes, whatever. But I don't think it's totally wrong to ghost in that situation. And the other situation is after a first date. Mm -hmm. So if I went on a first date and I'm not loving it, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to reach out. Like, maybe I say thank you. Maybe I say thank you in the moment, whatever. But then I'm not reaching out. And then he doesn't reach out and we never talk again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the line is when one person is reaching out and then you're getting ignored. Yes. Yes. When you've met. So have you heard about what Bumble's doing, Rory? They now have this thing that they're going to kick you off if you Mm. ghost. But we actually had this come up in our community, in our Facebook group. And a lot of people were like, what is the definition of ghosting? Because sometimes when you're just talking to someone on a dating app and you fade away, does that mean that you've ghosted? It's just such a loose definition. And what you were just saying, it's like when you've met in person, so how will they ever uphold that? I think it's going to be probably misused or abused and then they won't. I agree. It seems very subjective. And like, does that yeah. mean that anytime you just stop talking to a rando on an app, you're now accused of ghosting and you're banned from the app? Well, I also think there's, look, I've ghosted in situations where I, I get like a creepy vibe. Like if I yes. think that like right. somebody's going to be aggressive with me or they're being really pushy to get my phone number or something like that. And like, by the way, I've said it on this podcast. I advertise it all the time. It's like, use an app. Use a fake phone number. Google get a Google form, <laughs> yep. phone number. Or there's plenty of like text now. Like there's plenty of apps that disguise your phone number. Do that because you never know when somebody is going to get aggressive or creepy or whatever. And it generally rears its head before you meet up with them. For sure. At least in my experience. Sure. So you can catch it, but it's awful when they they have your phone number. But I'm like, so that's when I would go. So then somebody's going to report me and I'm going to get kicked off the app. Are people going to go through and like start reading our messages? Isn't that a violation of privacy? 
Yeah. Or you just hurt someone's feelings or you offend them somehow and then they want to find a way to kick you off the apps. I mean, there's very vindictive ways of using something like this. Yeah. But I'm glad at least they're putting it out there to say this is not okay. I think that's a good step to take. Yeah. I just think obviously in everything people are going to abuse it. Well, I had a story two weeks ago where uh, the the girl, the subject, was dating a guy for a year, and then he ghosted out of nowhere. We've heard That's that so before. It's really so messed bad. up. Like that to me, it's, you just don't have any communication skills at that point, or you're very avoidant. I mean, but then I'm like, how did you get in a relationship? It's bad. What do you I even, know? What do you, what, okay, so say I come to you guys, and I'm like, I've dated this guy for a year, and he just won't text me back. Like, he won't answer my phone calls. I guess we're not dating anymore. Like, what would you tell me to do? I mean, I think you've dodged a bullet, even though it sucks at the time. But do you want to be with someone that does that? That's not a partner. But when it was good, it was just so good. I know. That's so hard because you want to be like, fuck him, you know, don't like you can move on and you dodged a bullet and all of that, but also understand that there was like feelings yeah. built and then you want to give this person the benefit of the doubt. Like, are they dead? It's like in an accident. Are they, they okay? Be Have they like hurt themselves, injured themselves, lost their memory? I don't know. You want to give them all those excuses, but 99.9% mm-hmm. of the time, this person truly just ghosted and just really fucking sucks. And we just want answers. I do wonder, though, if we do track down answers, if we force these ghosters to give us answers, would they actually give us answers that we want? Honest answers. I don't know. Or, yeah, what's better? To hear that they're not into you or to hear some very specific thing like, I don't know, we were eating dinner and the way you hold your fork grossed me out so much I just couldn't (laughs) handle it. That tells a lot about someone's character, right? If mm-hmm. they're that avoidant where one little ick set them off and they just could not face you, that yeah. gives me a lot of information about this person. I think that's better than just me ruminating in my own mind being like, was this something I said? Was this something I wore? Did I offend this person? Like this is, if he gave me that answer, I'd be like, okay, it's definitely on him. There's something yeah. wrong with him. I mean, it's one of those things when you're in it, of course you want to know why, but the why Mm -hmm. almost doesn't matter. In this situation, we did an episode where we had someone that was, you know, prone to ghosting. She admitted that she was a ghoster. We called it Confessions of a Reformed Ghoster. And she said on this podcast that every instance had very little to do with the other person. It had entirely to do with her own know, mental state where she was in terms of just avoiding conflict at any cost. And the fact that she just wasn't ready to be in any semblance of a relationship at that stage of her life. And yeah, it's really painful when you have feelings, of course. But I do agree. It's like it, the character is like, you have to change it to, do I want to be with a person like this? Yeah, I do think that is the unlock. And the answer is no. No, you definitely don't. But, it, you know, it's like you don't know. Sometimes you don't know if you are with someone who is avoidant or a ghoster till they get presented with an opportunity. My mom's friend just told me the story of her daughter got ghosted a week before her wedding. They had been together for seven years. They were planning that already planned their wedding. They terrible. sent out the invites a week before their wedding. He left. He packed all his shit. 
he left and she never heard from him again. Years later, she finds out through their mutual friends, he met someone else. They got engaged and he did the exact same shit to her. Wow. He left her right before the wedding. It's like, you don't know because you are madly in love with this person. You're trying to plan your future. And I don't know, like you have to be presented in that opportunity to know this person's true colors. Crazy. Like I, It's hard to fathom that this is the first time before a wedding. Clearly he has cold yes. feet when it comes to getting married yes but that's crazy that you've been you got to the point that you're about to get married and someone does that yes and twice he did it twice well it's more about Holy him shit. again that goes back to this Absolutely. is clearly a him thing not these people there's probably much deeper things going on yeah yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. one for but, sure you know, the the typical the the mainstream ghosting is usually at the beginning of a relationship before it's actually a relationship in that like getting off the ground stage. And I know for me, I've been ghosted. You and I have a wild story about ghosting if you want to hear it. Yeah. So this was, I don't know how many years ago at this point, probably like, I don't know, four or five years ago. And I went on this date and it was just a magical first day, you know, super into each other. You know, you were there forever. You know that. (laughs) We all know it. Yeah, like, I'm really attracted to this guy. We're, like, going deep, probably a little too deep for the first date. But, you know, like, one of those moments that you're like, oh, this could be something. We kiss at the ends of the night. He's like, when are we going to see each other again? Like, laying, you know, all signs are pointing towards Mm -hmm. this is going in a good direction. We had a date set up, a time. We didn't have, like, an actual date. But it was going to be for Wednesday of the following week. So we met like Friday, Wednesday. That, again, all signs are pointing. The next day, he's nonstop texting me. I had to be like, hey, got to go to work. Like, simmer down a little. But again, no signs. Saturday rolls around. So it must have been a Thursday night. Saturday rolls around. And I pull up my phone. And I just like went on Bumble. This is from Bumble. And I noticed he had unmatched me. And I'm like, that's kind of (laughs) weird. But, you know, some people are weird like that. Some people, once they meet, they'll unmatch. So I didn't Mm -hmm. think that much of it. And then I messaged him on Sunday. like We didn't talk on Saturday, but that's totally fine. Messaged him on Sunday, like, how was your weekend? Nothing. So then Monday rolls around. So wait, hold on. At what point did the instinct kick in? You know, it was, the instinct kicked in when I saw that he had unmatched me. I'm like, something feels off. Uh-huh. But then on that, when I sent the message and then didn't get a response back, I'm like, okay, that confirms it. This is weird. So then Monday rolls around. We're supposed to have plans on Wednesday, mind you. No idea where we're meeting, when we're meeting. Clearly, you know, I don't know. I still hadn't thought I was ghosted at this point. I thought like maybe something came up. It was all a little weird, but it hadn't fully hit. Yeah. And then I think I might have even sent like another message like on Monday. Yeah, it was like, okay, I'm like totally missing up the dates, but like it was maybe Thursday that we're supposed to meet up. So I sent a message on Tuesday. Don't hear back again. So, so now your two messages. Yeah, yep. two messages unresponded. Yep. The date is like a day or two out. Looming. Nothing. So then I'm like freaking out to UA. I'm just like, what is going on? This is so confusing. UA is like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'll let UA take <laughs> over the story from This here. is where <laughs> you and I are a spirit animal glory because oh. we got to find the truth. We get shit done. 
So I create a fake profile on Bumble. Yes, girl. Um, yes. And our goal was to like set him up on a fake date and have him just be at this bar by himself. That was our goal. Or we just want to see cover. what the fuck was going on. Make sure we he's alive. The fuck. Yeah, we want to see what was, what was going on. And I think like, you know, the fake profile, I have a really good idea of what who was a girl who would appeal to the masses. You know, like this is a girl that everybody would probably swipe on. She had a very like neutral job, neutral background, all of it, neutral looks, all of it. And by the way, if this ever happens again and you would like to use my photos, I volunteer as tribute. Love it. Love it. I can use I I can get you the preppy girl headshot. I could go edgy. Like I'm just down for the cause. I hope it never happens again. But I'm just saying if you need somebody that looks like me, I'm in. Okay, we're, we'll keep that it. in our back pocket. <laughs> Let's do it. The best part, have- too, to add is that this all the photos UA used were not the same girl. They were oh, like yeah. the four photos and they were all different people. It's like one of them was like stock image. Yeah, I do not know how to use Photoshop. It's a brunette girl and there's many pictures from many angles, I guess. She just looks like a different ethnicity in the picture. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm swiping through and Julie's like, no way you're going to no find way. it. Like, no fucking way. There's so many people on this app. And, you know, it took like a good three hours, but I fucking <laughs> found this guy. She sends me a photo. She's like, is this him? And I'm like, damn, you're good. Yeah, I had no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> and we match, right? Yeah, he's alive. We match. We he's alive. alive. <laughs> and I, you know, we're having a conversation and I find that he, his location is changing. He's going from home to work to home. Like we're seeing the distance change, all of that. The guy is like fully living his life. And the best part, too, is that we worked like right near each other, like on the same blocks. The odds of running and we were in the same industry. Somehow we were connected on LinkedIn before we even went on a date. There were so many connections to this person. All he needed to say was something changed for me. And then, you know, I might have stalked him on Instagram and I, he is with this girl that he's engaged to now. And clearly it was like around the same time. I don't know. Maybe they were together before me. It's hard to know what the timelines were. Or maybe they were just starting out around the same time. But the time 100% lined up. And again, I'm happy for him. Like I've met someone amazing. You've met someone amazing. That's great. We weren't meant to be. All you needed to do was buck up and just say that. You know yeah. what bothered me is like he's matched with my fake profile and we were chatting and we're trying to make plans to meet up and he ghosts me when it comes to actual like solidifying yeah. the plans. So it shows me that he wasn't in the mindset to meet up anymore, but he was still in the mindset to flirt. Yeah. At with girls on the apps, which really bothered me. Like it, yeah. it really fucking bothered me because he wasn't going to like go through with any of the plans. Obviously, deepening a relationship with someone else but still wanted the validation yes okay there is a guy who is a writer and i we have mutual friends and we went out on a date once and i cannot remember if we matched on an app or how it happened but i do know that we quickly realized like oh man we have so many mutual friends in common we you know what we might have met out irl he Mm -hmm. asked me out he pursued me. Like he came on so strong and I was like, oh, this guy like really likes me. We meet up at a bar in Highland Park and the date is going great. Like it's amazing. And I'm like, okay, wow, this is weird. I guess this is like maybe going to be like a thing. And then we go to Lee's and he doesn't try to kiss me. He doesn't try to whatever. 
and I was like red black. Like I feel like when a date is really great, at bare minimum, a guy is trying to like, you know, small of your back, hand on your waist or like a Mm. intimate hug or something when you part ways. Mm. Nothing. And that is when my intuition kicked off. And I was like, spidey sense, something's (laughs) not right. And I didn't hear from him. So he, I guess, ostensibly ghosted. Tell me why I went to his Facebook, which I had never done. Because (laughs) who uses Facebook? I went to his Facebook and that man had posted about his first kiss with another woman like several weeks prior if he posted to this about date. that that's like he a red post- flag in itself it's so cringe it's so cringe yes a red flag in itself but i was like wait what and he's now married to this woman and i think they have a baby they're definitely married i know that and they seem happy or whatever but all i can think about is like isn't it kind of weird that like when you guys were dating, he like definitely overlapped with me, like pursued me, went on a date with me, didn't yeah. kiss me. So didn't technically like cross any physical boundaries, but it was weird enough for me to go check and then realize, wow, I was like used as like basically like the comparison with which he decided to make the final choice with his now wife. Yeah. I mean, the thing mm-hmm. is, though, at like that no, not defending him, but like at that point, at the early stage, a lot of times people are just trying to figure it out. Like it might not have been yeah. intentional in that sense that it was a comparison, but maybe that was like the what he needed to commit to someone else. Like because that's subconscious. We've heard that a lot. I'm just saying that out of yes, this. Most it's not- guys talk about like last call. Like, yeah. like mm. they think that they're going to be with this girl forever. They'll go, like, fuck a bunch of chicks to just try and get it out of their system, which is, I mean, I've heard this from lots of guys, which is kind of crazy, kind of gross. But, you know, I mean, there definitely are those. But I think there are innocent people, too, that are just trying to, like, figure out what they want. Like, I think mm. sometimes it's not as calculated as it seems. Does it suck to be that person on the other side of it? Absolutely. Because then you're like... Who was I? I was just the comparison. You're the roadkill in this situation. And that stinks. But it's not always necessarily malicious. That being said, it goes back to communication again. Yeah. He could have just told you that. Like, hey, I met someone that I'm probably like, you know, you know, just say it. Like, you probably wouldn't have cared. Maybe you'd be annoyed for like a second, but then you'd be over it. A hundred percent. Like the great irony of it all was I was like, he kind of looks like what I imagine Bert would look like if Bert and Ernie were real people. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that hot? <laughs> no, no, that's where I'm going with this. this yeah, is not like a compliment. Yeah. No, this is not a guy that I was like super wet over. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought he was smart and cool and whatever. And mm-hmm. the irony is like, I thought, oh, he has integrity. We have mutual friends. Like, I just find it so really coming full circle. I think it's so weird when people ghost or do something like this where it's like last call situation and they know that you'll probably run into each other. They definitely know right. you're going to find out. Right. I just don't think they think that far. I don't no. think people, you know, it's like in these situations, people are not thinking with their heads. And it sounds like he was very attracted to you. He wanted to make sure that he... I don't know, got this out of his system or to see like if he could truly commit to this girl with someone he's now that he's like with, you know, he's going on a date with someone he's very attracted to. I like part of me kind of gets it. But to Julie's point, it's the lack of communication that what makes it not okay. 
because all he needed to to let you which to let you know what is going on, which is a very yeah, natural it's not thing. That hard. We yeah. all of us are may have multiple people that we're trying to consider or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We just need to like be talking about it out loud to the people that are involved. Yeah. I mean, I really think that's the biggest issue in modern dating. We blame dating apps. And I think dating apps fuel this because everyone's anonymous, right? You don't know the people. It's easier to do this behavior. It's justifiable. Like, there's a lot of reasons that accelerates it. But I don't think ultimately it's the apps. It's Mm -hmm. the people behind the apps. And if you think about it, like, we weren't taught how to have relationships in school. Like, we were taught about relationships through rom-coms and bad dating books like the rules where we just like expect things to happen and no communication ever has to happen and i think our generation just doesn't know how we don't have those relational skills and that's why a lot of times relationships don't work out either because we can't move through it and if people just communicated better up front there would be a lot less of this all these like crimes of the heart of ghosting just wouldn't Mm -hmm. exist but it seems so easy, yet for some reason it's so difficult since we don't have the skills. I guess it's the practice. So there's in two of the stories that got mentioned, this both happened. The fast and furious like date. Mm-hmm. I mean texting. Yeah. The yeah. like I personally used to love that shit. That was <laughs> my crack. But now I avoid it. It's so much so that I will just straight up tell men, I'm sorry, this is not my thing. Like, I prefer to keep it in person, at least at the beginning. If you want to hop on a phone call or whatever, I'm down to check in. I'm super busy. I'm really focused on my bag. I hope that's okay with you. And if it's not, like it wasn't recently. There was a guy that I said that. I think it got him into check. And then he he ghosted me. Mm. I don't think you're wrong for that because, mm-hmm. you know, it's obviously how you say it and you say it in a way that still makes you seem like you want to continue yeah. to meet someone and be with them. But I do think like so much of we evaluate texting so highly when it actually doesn't really mean anything a lot of the times. Mm. Like it's super easy to text, even though some people can't do it and ghost. But for the most part, like it's easy to have a conversation. You can do that on the freaking toilet if you want. It's harder to make the plans. It's harder to work through the issues or whatever it is. Like the texting's the easy part. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like anytime something goes, accelerates at a pace that feels what I would call like fast or like, yeah, yeah, we were texting all day. I, in my head, if I'm listening to a story goes, cool, that's going to fail. And in my heart, I go, oh, this is doomed. It's over. And I wasn't always like that. I used to see it as like, we're so into each other. We're just like, the attraction is so great. This is the beginning of our love story. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is the beginning of the end. (laughs) I appreciate the enthusiasm. And I think that's like what's so innocent about early dating that's so fun. It's like, I'm so excited to get to know this person. I know nothing about them. I want to learn as much as possible. The problem is we don't, a lot of times we don't know how to carry that enthusiasm into in-person so mm. it fails, people ghost, or people feel like they can't live up to their texts, which yeah. we've heard from a lot of daters. Like, I can be very witty over text, <laughs> but I'm not this witty in person. I'm going to let this person down. So it, I think it's just a disconnect between our texting selves and our re, re, in real life selves. But I love your suggestion of getting on a call 
You know, if you yeah. if you're texting a lot and really having a good time getting to know each other, let's get on a call. Maybe you're not not in the same town yet. Let's get to know each other over the phone or video call. And then we can deepen that commu- communication because I agree, like the endless texting, it really doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't do no. any good. Well, there's also a difference between someone stepping up and reaching out and making you seem like they're interested versus the all day, every second. Yes. I didn't I didn't have a life before you situation. And that's when it burns. There's yes. a big difference between the yes. two. Yes, I agree. And I'm talking about the, the second. Yes, the second. <laughs> I like to dip a toe in the water by sending a voice memo. I like oh. to do it unexpectedly. Oh, yes. Normally, my first voice memo will be like if they say something funny and it actually made me laugh, I'll work forward myself laughing. Mm. And then they're always like, whoa. And, and or I'll just be like, sorry, that was so funny. I needed you to like actually hear me laughing to try and like shift it. Because I think when you hear somebody's voice or the intonation, you get a better sense of their vibe just in general. And I think it breeds a sense of intimacy. Mm-hmm. But that is like different than texting, right? Because, I mean, I'm a professional writer. I can run circles around you texting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't really mean anything. And then another trick that I like to use is like when they send theirs back, I'll respond by being like, whoa, your voice is like really, I didn't expect that. Like, wow, it's really sexy. It's good to hear your voice. So like a little positive reinforcement to try and and be like, let's keep talking, not a text. Ooh. This is why dating is hard, though, is because everyone yeah. has their own style, which is totally great. But a lot of times people will think they're getting ghosted when they're not even. They'll think like, oh, this person did text me back, but they're like, oh, I just want to do a phone call or something, which again comes back to just communication. But I agree with you. Like, I remember there was a time that I was with dated this guy. We went out twice. It wasn't a big thing. He had just come out of a divorce. We had him on our podcast, actually. Red flag. Yeah. I was his mm. first date in seven years. Yeah. So he was texting me all day, every day. But there was this feeling that it wasn't because he was interested. It was because he was bored. Yeah. And that's the problem with texting, too, or relying too much on that is, one, you don't know people's texting behaviors, what's going on in their life, or are they into you or are they just bored? There's a big distinction. Yeah. Are they just used to texting their wife and now they're going to be pasting on to you? That's what it felt like. Let's hold that thought for a quick message. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, wow. <laughs> what? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What about social media? So I think 
we touched on this earlier, like one of the things that really sucks about getting ghosted is that for so many of us, we either follow that person on social media or they follow us. So it does feel like there's this weird tether to the person uh-huh. that has now ghosted us. Yeah. And that can be triggering. So do you guys think, like, what's the stance on following people that, not your boyfriend, but like people that you're dating? You and I did this, you know, we had another podcast that we did called Exit Interview. And we were shocked how many people were still connecting. This was the podcast where we interviewed past dates and exes of the people that That's amazing. I did that. I have exit interviews every time I have sex with someone. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, really? Yeah. Like right after you have sex? Maybe not like immediately, but yeah. Always that feedback loop. Yeah. I'm going to save that for like talk about it, see if we want to improve on it. But also just like, I'll be like, you know, especially if the person made me come that I'm like, hey, so let's Uh talk about that. Like I'm I'm so interested in understanding how they knew what to do or like, because the more I know about my body, the better I can explain it to other people. I just feel like it's a really great opportunity to then open the door in terms of like, what are kinks? What are boundaries? It's Mm. just, anyway. Exit interviews for the win. Exit interviews. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I totally. A tangent. But so many people are like, yeah, I still am connected to this person through social media. And they gone on like one date with them. And we're just like, you and I are like, why are all these people connected? I get if you're like actively dating this person or, you know, there's been something that's at least made it feel a little more of something. Mm -hmm. But going on one or two dates and then just having this person linger when the odds of one or two dates not going into more seems like a recipe for disaster to me personally. I know. I think the problem is, is that if you use, say, Instagram as a dating app, that's that's where it becomes a little harder. I know. But yes, I agree with you, too. Like, I'm no longer interested in following people unless it's going to be a thing because I don't want you to be on my mind more than you already are. No. No. Like, I remember we had one guy from the exit interview saying, like, he only went out with this girl once, yet he had this whole vision of who she was because of her stories. Mm. And we all know that social media is not the full picture. So I feel like you're just getting way ahead of yourself, even if something was to work out. At those early stages, you basically feel like you know someone more than you actually know them. I agree. Yeah. Although the only caveat I will make to that is I still very much follow the girls that are like the exes of the guys that I dated or like <laughs> Rachel, or like the guy that you like the girls that the guys cheated with me on. And like, I root for them. I like silently oh. root for them from my Finsta. Oh, Finsta. A baby. Okay. I have, I have a verified account. I can't be like just yeah. sneaking up on people. They'll see it. I have a little list of people. I don't follow them no. but i sure check, check up, up on them <laughs> to let no, them know i follow them but hell true. yeah i'm gonna check up on them every once in a while i it's feel like wild. that time for me that got into all my stocking like i went on venmo because i wanted to see if this guy was alive yes. and venmo is actually yes. i was you ain't thought he had a girlfriend that was your hypothesis yeah i remember and i'm like i'll go on venmo and see if there's any transaction so venmo is a good stocking technique yeah it is. i know but unfortunately was it the new york times someone just i think it was the new york times just did an article about this and i was like you're not supposed to say the quiet word out loud yeah we can't have venmo making everything anonymous now because of this that'd be terrible 
they're going to be DMing me like, hey, can I use your photo for this fake app? I know. Yes. Your face yes, you can be everywhere. Yes, you can. <laughs> By the way, run with it. Just don't name it me. I mean, what would your fake name be if we had to give you one for this profile? I always go to Lisa. Should just create that account today. We should just start doing everything we need to. <laughs> like, I don't want to be on the apps myself, but I would love to swipe as you. <laughs> yes, we can start doing loyalty tests. Oh, shit. What do you guys think about loyalty tests? Like you swipe on the person your friend is dating. The loyalty tests that I've seen are like girls who are on TikTok who are like, I'll do a loyalty test on the guy you're dating or your boyfriend or whoever. And then they go to their Instagram and then they slide mm. into their DMs oh. to see if they'll take the bait. This is why I date people that don't have Instagram. Really? <laughs> all my partners are not. All my past partners have not been social media people. Wait, that's one of my red one. flags. Oh, my oh, God. Really? Green flag for me. I think it's a green, green flag. flag. So yes. the last thing okay. I want is someone like taking photos all the time. Like I do it enough. Agreed. Okay. First <laughs> off, if he can take good photos of me, <laughs> that's a green flag. That's <laughs> all that so I feel like the no social media thing is how I've, how I was cheated on once. I've like, talked about this. It's like how I became really good friends with my friend Alana. He had been my boyfriend for four months and he gets on a flight and sits down next to Alana and they have like oh. the most romantic whatever meet cute on an airplane and then he asks her out and then they start dating so he had two girlfriends me and her and then eventually i found out and then eventually she found out and then we met up to talk about it and really hit it off and i was like well you're cooler than he ever was (laughs) and then we've just stayed friends oh wow yeah yikes i know but anyway the social media of it all is how I ended up getting screwed. So how? when guys tell me they're like not on social media, I'm like, where's your wife and kids? Oh, oh. I see. Like they're hiding something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some that are like that, but there's also just a lot of guys that don't want to do it. Yeah. So they, guys, yeah. Who just not into that kind of thing. I don't know if I would draw like, oh, they have the wife and kids because they don't have social media. They could. It's a could, but I don't know if it's a necessary 100%. I'd be needed. I'd need to see the phone. See, that's where that's where my crazy comes out. Like, there are certain things where I'd be like, okay, okay, let me just see your phone. Let me just see your phone. So, how do you think people get over the furt involved in ghosting? Like, what is the advice? Like, the practical advice for when somebody's like feeling really bad about themselves? Yeah. You know, they don't have closure. They're wondering what they've done, or they're going into their personal narrative of like oh, it must be because I'm too much or it must be because I'm not enough or the comparison, you know? What would you say to those listeners? I mean, this part is so hard because we all go there. We always go to ourselves first. But like we were saying earlier, it's usually more about them than it is about us. That being said, I think like time boxing it, like you can be upset, you can be hurt, you can be annoyed. We're never going to tell you not to be anything and to feel what you need to feel. But ultimately, remembering that, that this is not about you. This is about this other person. Feel what you need to feel. But your goal is to find that person that's going to be wonderful for you. Why let this person get in the way? I think it's having that confidence that you are a catch. You deserve someone that's, at a minimum, just going to tell you what's on their mind, even if it's not what you want to hear. Again, this isn't the person you want to be with don't want to diminish the feelings that come from it. So anything you can do to stay in that mindset, but feel what you need to feel, 
that's kind of the way forward. I mean, mm. I think like when I, before I met my partner, I feel like I got ghosted, rejected more than I ever did in my life. And it was because I felt though that I'm like, I'm getting closer. Like, I know this is happening. I just need to go through this. And this is not a reflection of me. If anything, it's because I'm putting myself out more than I ever did before. Like, mm. I'm doing the text. I'm sending whatever instead of just waiting passively for my love life. So look at what you're doing, not what's just happening to you. Again, easier said than done, but the right person is not going to ghost you. And it says so much more about that. Just think about this episode. Like you, the yeah. guy that left your mom's friend or whoever it was at the altar that had nothing to do with that woman. Crazy. No, still so nuts. And it just it's like ghosting is just another opportunity to give you information yeah. about this person. And the problem with dating is that in the beginning, it's like fun and games. Everyone's great under fun and games. You're, you know, like there's no issues, challenges, no conflict. Of course, you're going to really like this person and see them in a in an ideal way. But yeah. the ghosting comes when things get tough. Maybe it's something they're dealing with personally or decision they have to make or where they are in life. That's where the real colors are shown. And I think we all just have to be grateful that we get ghosted when we do, because that's the information that we were looking for to evaluate this person as a potential partner. It fucking sucks. It's hard to not take it personally. But at the same time, my mom always said to me, she's like, can you imagine if you had kids with this person and your kid was sick and then he just ghosts the kid or he just leaves you? Right. Or he just yeah. runs you don't away. Be with that person. Yeah, like when when it comes to things that truly matter, do you want to be with someone who just runs away? You don't. So thank God they're running away right now because you don't have yeah. to deal with that later. But I read this great, great quote that was like, he may leave you with a broken heart, but at least he didn't leave you with his kids. You know, like something like that, where it's like, at least the relationship didn't get deep enough where yeah. it, it hurts you in more ways than one. So do you think... I mean, what's how do you strike the balance between going into these new relationships, still being vulnerable and not like being hardened yeah. or holding people at an arm's length? You want to be able to invest enough that it gets to a point where things could progress into a relationship. But it's like, how do you withhold enough of yourself so that when somebody goes to maybe I don't know, a month or two in, you're not devastated? Yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen people you know, our list, some listeners that we've talked to go into every day being like, I'm going to get ghosted. I'm going to get ghosted. And mm -hmm. that is not the approach either. Because mm -mm. then it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's not going to set out the right energy. I mean, I really think it comes back to the mindset you're going into dating with, with you as the prize. Like you're the person. All these people don't matter. They're not like, they're kind of like the path to get to where you want to go. It's all about you, not them. So if you can look at it like, okay, this per I'm going to be myself because I want to meet someone that appreciates me and attract is attracted to me. If that person's not it, then there's going to be someone else. It's the scarcity versus abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's, again, easier said than done. But the more we can shift ourselves to being that main character, the less we worry about the other people. And how do we just like keep going on our journey till that right person is there? I think holding back and withholding, that's not a good strategy either, because then you don't give the opportunity for the right person to step up. That being said, I don't think you need to tell someone like your life story on date number one, like use your discretion as it goes. But 
how do you just kind of keep this feeling of like, I know what I want. I have this clear vision. And if this person isn't it, then someone else will be it. Yeah. What if I don't believe I'm a catch? Then that's the work that needs to happen outside of dating. I think dating, we use dating as validation. That's why this stuff hurts so much. But ultimately, that's work that has nothing to do with dating. Of course, you can't stop dating because it will hit in a different way. But how do you build that yourself up in whatever way that is? I am tempted to loop that a second time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's someone very specific in my life mm. that I tell this to all the time. Yeah. And I just, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think if you're in a position where, and we're not talking about like a year in ghosting. We're not talking no. about before your wedding. I'm talking about, you know, it's been three weeks. It's been five weeks. It's, it's. It's still what I would call casual or maybe it's just only been a couple dates and you're really getting your feelings hurt or you feel pretty disappointed. I do think it's time to pull back and go, what part of me is hurting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been that person before and a last time, 100% for like all my 20s. It was what's wrong with me? Why can't anything get past the third date? Like that was part of the reason why I want to start dateable because I felt so alone in it. And I think we hear this all the time that people hearing that the other people are going through this too, it makes you feel like it's not just you that there's something wrong with. But the last time around, I was in a totally different mentality in the sense of I'm really happy with my life. Of course, I still want to meet someone, but ultimately I want to be the right person for me, not just be with anyone. And that shift allows you to, you know, not take it as personally, because let's be honest, if we meet someone for an hour over drinks, we really get ahead of ourselves a lot of times. It's all Mm -hmm. in the fantasy. And we see this happen all the time, especially when you're trying to fill that void and use dating as validation. We go on one date with someone and we think that this person's going to be the one and change our lives and all this stuff. It's like, how well do you even know this person? You don't? Right. Well, I have this thing called high heel theory, and it's like, I look great in high heels, right? And I can walk in them and wear them for, for me, I mean, if it's work-related, I'll, I'll tough it out, but it's like really about four hours. That's, <laughs> that's sort of my max. And then my feet start to cramp, and it's just awful. But I don't live like that. So I can show up to yeah. a date and right. present for short periods of time, and you can get the high-heeled version of me. Yeah. But the way that I live my life is in slippers and sneakers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think most people are showing up to dates in the quote-unquote high heels. A hundred percent. We've got to have enough time to peel back the layers so that we can see them in their vans, so we can see them in their chucks, whatever they're wearing. You know what I mean? And get to know them. And if we're immediately investing into that high-heeled version of them, Mm-hmm. It's like falling in love with a, a fantasy. Yes. Yeah. I think my ex really helped me in this, in the weird way that he had a lot of mental health issues and a lot of our relationship like didn't progress to the level that I think he even wanted because of this. And it was actually really good for me to see because I'm like, look, it's not all about me. I think mm-hmm. in early stage dating, you think it's all about you. This person didn't call you back. There's something wrong with me. But you don't know this person at all. You have no No. idea what they're going through. And for the first time, I was able to see, like, actually, this has nothing to do with me. It has 100% to do with this other person. And the more you can detach it and not take 
dating so personally. Again, easier said than done. Took dating personally for years. But that's the reality. And that's the truth. It's not all about you in a good way. It's, it's so funny that you said that. I, I kind of goes to the guy I'm dating for a week. I'm saying that in like a real hyperbolic sense, I didn't actually ghost him. You know, we we had plans and then I kept pushing them because the first time I forgot, I was like, oh, shit, we made plans for a Tuesday and I can't do Tuesday. And then it was like, OK, Wednesday and Thursday, I had things and I thought maybe I could see him, whatever, and it just didn't work. And then by Friday, I was like just depleted and tired. And then the weekend, I was feeling like uh, just going through some real astrological stuff. How about that? <laughs> you know, it was just, I was just in my feels. And I didn't feel super sexual. I didn't really want to, to be loved. And I don't even mean that in like a let's diagnose this sort of way. It's just sometimes you need alone time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was like Monday night rolled around and I was like, shit, I have not hit him up. So I hit him a text. I was like, I owe you an apology. I'm so sorry. Whatever. Like I I dropped off. That I was just I was just going through it. Whatever. I explained myself and he wrote back all good. Like I just figured you were going through something. It's like not a big deal. Mm. And that's fine because our dynamic is really casual and, and cool. And by the way, if he had texted me, I would have texted back. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not like. So that's why I say I ghosted. I just I dipped out. But perfect example is that had everything to do with one, my schedule kind of running me ragged and then two, slowing down. And I coincidentally, whenever I slow down, I also get the sads and just being like, I needed to take Saturday to just read a book all day and like cry twice and then go to bed at like 9.45 p.m. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Right. Nothing to do with him. Hot girl shit. Right. Well, also, like, back to your... Yeah, nothing to do with him. ...question about, you know, if someone's, like, not feeling their self-worth. I think that's, like, the problem is that if you're not... If your cup is not full, you can't depend on dating to make your cup full. In fact, it's just going to keep depleting you. Because when you put your self-worth on other people's actions, it's, like, dating is like a drug. You're going to get the highs and you get the lows. So for anybody who's kind of going through it, also know that you've got to take care of yourself first before you put yourself out there for dating. Like dating should be additive and it shouldn't be there to like help you with your self-worth and help you feel validated. If anything, it's just going to do the opposite, right? Because we're all like in our own things. We're going through our own shit. We don't take care of ourselves. We cannot count on strangers on an app to take care of us. That's no, that half works. of them are bots. I think like, you know, one thing that I've heard is like, I so badly want a boyfriend or I so badly want a husband and I'm putting myself out there and it just seems like I just keep getting rejected. And it's like, mm-hmm. why doesn't anyone like me? Like, yeah. I don't understand what is wrong with me. The guys just ghost me all the time or, you know, they they try, they make plans with me, but then they bail. Like, what what about me is not worthy of love? Yeah, it's a hard place yeah. to be in. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it goes back to you're really good at this worry. You are able to set your boundaries from the beginning. Yeah. And for anybody who may feel like that's too harsh to do in early dating, think about what are ways you can set the other person up for success? What I'm practicing recently is that positive reinforcement. If someone's texting me consistently, I let them know. I really appreciate the consistent communication. It makes me happy. If someone makes definitive plans with me, I make sure I tell them that. It makes me really happy when you make definitive plans. If they don't, I then go into establishing some boundaries like, I can't make plans this last minute because I really appreciate advanced definitive planning. 
And at least I am doing my best to set up the other person for success and how to make it work with me. And if they don't take the bait, then I know that I can move on from there, right? But we can't also step back. Because like when I set the boundary, I also step back. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how to explain that because it's like I can't walk somebody through my mind and my heart. But I feel like if somebody's making a plan and then they change it or they can't see to it. And I don't mean like this thing came up and I'm, I'm rescheduling in the moment for another day or whatever, but kind of like, oh, shoot, I can't do it. Let's do another time. And then there's no other time or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm chasing it down. I feel like that's the moment in which I write people off. Not completely, but I'm kind of like, I'm good. I see yeah. where this is going. This is already a red flag. I like yeah. to like call it out for myself and be like, this is not what I'm looking for. Right, right. Do you do that too? I think it's very empowering to do that. It's hard. I like, I have to make myself do that. But sure, it's already, I've already lost an ounce <laughs> of interest in my mind. Yeah. And I need to be able to communicate that somehow. I need to be able to say, you know, like it disappoints me when plans don't go through and we already made plans. Mm. But it would make me happy if we made definitive plans, balls in your court. I would say boner killer because that really pisses dudes off. But you've given them a chance to step up, UA, in that situation. If they don't, then you've done all you can do. Like there's nothing more you can do. I think patterns is really interesting. You brought this up, Rory, of like, this always happens to me. Like, why does this keep happening to me? I remember being in therapy and saying the same thing. And my therapist was like, let's take a step back. Like, I remember being like, no one wants to be in a relationship with me. And she's like, let's go through all the years of your life and what you were doing in those years and see, like, were you actively dating? Were you trying to be in relationships? It turns out that wasn't the case. Also, it turned out there were a lot of people that want to be in relationships with me. We Mm -hmm. tend to find these patterns, like when we want something. Like, How many times have you heard a friend be like, oh, no one's interested in me. But then there's like 10 guys that are lining up, but she's just not interested in them. Right. We don't always look at the pattern holistically. We only look at like what we want. So I think actually stepping back to look at the pattern, like, is this actually always happening or is it just happening in this instance and it's not happening in this instance? Or right. was I not actually even focused on dating and relationships in these years? Was I building a life or whatever? Like that can give you a lot more confidence that this is an always happening. I'm also so glad you said that. I just I, I to just add to that, I think we seek out the familiar. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that somebody wants to be the victim, but I do think sometimes people are comfortable and they uh-huh. repeat that pattern. And swap out victim for whatever the thing is. Um, I'm always rejected. That I'm not good enough. That I'm not hot enough. Whatever it is. And it's like, if that is the mental story or the thing that you have ringing throughout your head, and that's what you keep preaching, if that's what you're telling your friends, nobody wants to date me, you actually feel comfortable in that space of nobody wants to date me. I'm not saying you like it or that you enjoy it or that you deserve it. But that pattern is familiar. So you're going to continue to relive that pattern until you break it. A hundred percent. It's letting go of that narrative because that's a self-fulfilling prophecy again. It's like the person that goes into every date thinking you're going to get ghosted. And then you get ghosted. Exactly. The hard work, though, is looking at your own patterns. Like, I think acknowledging that maybe it's not a universal, but also like, how can I grow? How can I get better? 
Maybe it's looking at like, oh, I do kind of like retract when someone says something or I'm not giving the person the opportunity to be set up for success. Whatever it is, how do you just make a tweak and see how that changes your dating life? Like think of it as like date like a podcaster, like just get curious, (laughs) like this, whatever you're doing isn't working for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a reflection of you, but just try something different. Yeah. I always recommend take a break. I mean, yeah. And I'm like, take a break and fall in love with yourself. And I, mm-hmm. I don't, that's not always the fastest journey, but like, it's so hard for me to look at people continue to put themselves out there and get furt. Yes. When I really, really genuinely in my furt of furts believe that if they stopped, stepped away, examined the behavior and committed to being like, you know what, I'm going to find such deep self-love Yes, that anyone could ghost me. And I would look at that and be grateful. Yes. Yes. The best thing I did for my dating life was take a year off from dating. After my ex, like I took a full freaking year. And at the time I was like, what am I doing? I'm going to be like slowed down. But honestly, that is what I needed to rebuild and to stop mm-hmm. doing the same patterns that I've been doing and picking the si- types of people that I've been picking. Right. Well, it's like farmland. You know, if you want to grow really healthy, vibrant crops, you have to let the earth sit there and just do nothing. They're called fallow mm. periods, and I believe in them for dating. Yes, 100%. Mm, I love that. Well, my last question that I cannot wait to hear from both of you is killer advice. What is the best love or dating advice you've ever received? Oh, we've had so much. I've learned so much. I'll go with something that's on point for this episode. I think there's a lid for every pot is one of our favorite sayings <laughs> because we say this quite often. But I think that's what I've, helps. I've heard you guys say this. <laughs> My partner's always like, you guys say that a lot. <laughs> but I think it's, it's true. really true. And that's what helps you get through ghosting. That's what helps you get through the dates that don't work out. Because there is someone out there that would never want to ghost you because they can't fathom that because you're amazing and they are dying to be with you. So I think that's such good advice. And to keep thinking that, keep that as your mantra, like that's so helpful. Yeah, I love that. I love that too. I think another great piece of advice is nothing is permanent. Yeah. The impermanence of life is what makes it both interesting and scary at times. (laughs) So instead of us trying to prolong things like I want to make this date last longer, I want to make this relationship last longer, I want to, you know, it's all about like the extending the longevity of something we have to focus more on the present and making the best of what's present because as we all know things could change at the blink of an eye we just have no control of the future and nothing lasts forever especially in love Mm. so why don't we just appreciate what we have in the present i love that little dark but I love that. A little dark. A little dark. True. No, 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 I I get it. I mean, at the end of the day, let's say you marry the person you met in high school. Yeah. What if he's going to die first? Which yeah. has, hap- has uh, happened It happens. To it happens. Many people. I mean, it's the yeah. blessing and the curse of being a person alive on earth. So, yes. I, I think that you're absolutely right. It's like focus on the present, love what we have in the moment. And that yeah. ties into a lot of the things we talked about today. So for all of the people that just fell in love with you and want more of you, where do they find you? Anywhere, everywhere, in front of their house, inside their kitchen, we're everywhere. You can find us on social media at Datable Podcast. You can go to datablepodcast.com. That's our website. 
You can just Google Dateable Podcast and we'll just come up in every platform you can possibly think of. Thank you so much for doing this. This was a blast. I love Thanks, you guys. Marie, Thanks, Marie. This for having so fun. Us. Yes, I loved it. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Dateable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes and our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay dateable. Stay dateable.